everybody, and welcome to the CKWI Radio 76 presents the SEMA Performance Report. I'm John Sauer, along with the, shall we say, General Manager, Manager General. Manager General. We got the title right this week. (laughs) Ben Kaminsky. We are here in, uh, we should say that a little bit louder for those in Romania, Ben Kaminsky with a Y at the end, kids. All right, and we are at the SEMA Garage Detroit. There is only two of these little guys in the whole entire world. Maybe there'll be a SEMA Garage Budapest, but not right yet, (laughs) but pretty soon. So now what we want to talk about real quick is to people that don't know about SEMA, SEMA is what? Yeah, SEMA is a member industry organization for the automotive and performance aftermarket. And the goal of SEMA is to really help the SEMA business members to succeed and prosper their business by using at the garage, specifically the tools and the access to the, um, the tools that we have in the garage and all of the industry contacts that we have to, to help them develop products and develop better products, develop products faster for the aftermarket to, again, prosper their businesses. And then we talked last time, and for those who weren't with us last time, shame on you, but for those folks that are around the world in 74 countries that now have posters of Ben over their uh, lockers right now, SEMA decided to come to Detroit because? Well, there were actually there were a few reasons. Um, one, the SEMA garage in Diamond Bar, California, which you alluded to, is the, is the first location of the SEMA garage, and that one was full. There's about a three-month waiting list to get into the garage to use our emissions compliance program in Diamond Bar. So that was that was one thing. The other thing, one of the reasons for Detroit, or another reason for Detroit, is is the access to the automotive OE, OEs um, in the United States and, and really from around the world are in Detroit. And then the OE supply base, which is where a lot of the information, a lot of the technology, a lot of the, the things in the industry that we need to have access to to really help our members, it resides here. Yeah, and the reason why this place is almost, what, double the size of Diamond Bar? Uh, yeah, basically three times the size of Diamond Bar. So Diamond Bar is about 15,000 square feet. So it's about uh, we're at about 45,000 square feet here. Yeah, and so since everything is so centrally located here, now this was a fabulous place to get. At, at how many feet? How many feet did you say square feet this is? About 45,000. And this also has all kinds of fun little bays. It is the first time we came here with Ben when he took us all around. It, it, this place is kind of like the, we call it the, the Cedar Point of high performance. There is a ton of things to do here. Now, we have a, a dyno, right? We have a place where, how many in that one bay where the, uh, project is going on right now. Mm-hmm. How many lifts are in there? There are four lifts. Uh, so we have two two-post and two four-post lifts. Um, ben Pack has been a great partner for us on those. They actually donated those, which helped us stretch our dollar for the SEMA member, which was really cool. And the SEMA Business Women's Network is in there right now doing a build on a on a Bronco um, that they're going to unveil at the SEMA show. So we're excited to have them. It brings a lot of energy to the facility, and, and that's really cool to see come together. Okay, so now as we pulled the chute, how did we get a SEMA women's group? Well, we have different councils in SEMA. You know, a lot, a lot of SEMA is networking, right, and, yeah. and being able to network with your peers in the industry. And, uh, and the SEMA Business Women's Network is just that, right? It's a business women's network where they can come together and uh, they do educational training, they do uh, charity work, 
Um, in this case, this Bronco will be built, and then it'll be shown at the SEMA show, and then it's going to go on a tour around the United States and be, be shown. And then in the end, it's going to be auctioned off for charity, which is, yeah, again, giving back, and I think that's a really cool part of the, the project as well. It is unique that SEMA is all about networking because we just – the lady that we saw in the parking lot. <laughs> Unfortunately, she is. Yeah, yeah, she. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different folks that they, they right. come in and out of the door on the Seaman Business Women's Network, but just so many talented people here, and she lives not far from here, and yeah. And she does off-road stuff, and she we're going to have her on the 515 show coming up uh, somewhere in December. Yeah. But a fabulous story, and now that she is part of this, the women's group here in SEMA. How does somebody become part of the, the women's group? I mean, how many different groups are there? Like the teen group? I mean, women's group? Yeah, great question. There are, there are multiple different councils that come through, um, Emerging Tens and tre- Technology, and then there's the Off-Road Councils. There's the Wheel and Tire Council. So I, I'd have to get you a count on exactly how many. Wheel and if Tire you, Council? If you, can, if you can think of it, there's a council for it. I mean, it's it's great. It's a really It's got a high, high coverage for the industry and – Again, they focus on a lot of education and networking and coming together to, to solve the, the industry's problems kind of cross-business, right? Where wow. they may be competitors on the, on the street, but they come together to solve problems for the industry, which is really it's a neat place to be. Now, of all the bays, again, we have the dyno. We have the uh, one where you can do 3D printing. That's also in our installation center, along with uh, the, the the hoist that you mentioned with the SEMA Business Women's Network. So that's really cool. Um, yeah, we've got uh, we've got a four wheel alignment rack in there. Wow. Um, with we've got an ADOS Technology Center, which is one of the first in the country that we're aware of, especially to study how the effects of aftermarket parts on. The we better say what ADOS, ADOS is. Good point. Yeah, it's Advanced Driver Assistance System. So, and those are things. It's kind of an umbrella term that could be used for automatic emergency braking, the forward collision warning, lane yeah. keep assist, uh, all the blind spot detection, all those things that, that help you maneuver your vehicles more safely on the roads. Yeah, it's like those little dots that are in your uh, in your bumper right now. The ones where if you get too close, a little light blinks up. But now they're taking it a couple steps further. I mean. Yeah, for sure. Some of the some of the sensors on the cars are incredible. They're using LIDAR and, and radar and things that look up almost 500 meters out from the vehicle, you know, in some cases. So way, way in in front trying to predict what's going to happen with traffic and doing some things like that so, and really trying to keep people safe earlier instead of just jamming on the brakes later. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, I mean, that's some of the early stuff was and they were trying to show is that at night, if you could see like kids walking across the street that you normally wouldn't be able to see with the human eye, that this thing would light up and stuff. And I mean, but that's just in the infancy. I mean, there's so much room to grow. Yeah, and it's and the really fun part of it too is that as you mentioned, you know, it's it's integrated into the dashboard. It's integrated into your seat, right? When it, mm-hmm. it can vibrate on the lane lines. I mean, it's it's really integrated throughout the vehicle, and that's what we're trying to understand is is those impacts when we make changes to the vehicle the impacts to those systems as a whole and 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 what that impact is so that's what the ados technology center is really about gotcha all right so that's three we have 
Um, I'm trying to think of all the bays. I'm, I'm starting from this yeah. one. I'm going all the way down. Yeah. So, the, so we have our emissions test cell, right? That's right, kind yes. of our bread and butter. Um, that that's been a really successful program in Diamond Bar. That's the one that I mentioned has a three month backlog um, for for our SEMA members to come through and basically get their emissions compliance. So, which obviously is a huge emphasis. And you know, our members they they want to play by the rules. They want you know they want to to do things yes. that are environmentally sound. We're not there we're we're not out there just, you know, trying to tear up the rule book and, <laughs> you know, uh do burnouts on the on the law that they just passed, you know. We re- we really want to be good citizens and and that's one of the ways that we are trying to do that is is through the emissions compliance program. So that's one of the cornerstones of the SEMA garage in both Diamond Bar and Detroit is is that program. Um and then next to that, as you mentioned, John is the chassis dyno. So the chassis dyno right next door will help us to do mileage accumulation and uh, prep the vehicle to go in and do the emissions test, uh, the emissions testing for the tailpipe testing for emissions, as well as uh, now uh, California is actually requesting that we submit uh, horsepower verification numbers along with the emissions tailpipe Oops. test results. So, Oops. <laughs> so that Hellcat just doesn't have 300 horsepower anymore. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like back in the day when the 426 Hemis only had like 425 horse. <laughs> Wink, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, and, and we talked about this before. I mean, how SEMA wants to work hand in hand as we can help out with even everything that's going on with the RPM Act. You know, we're going to touch briefly on real, real quick is that SEMA wants to help with the EPA. And it's like, look, we can be the bridge. We can all be on the same team. We're not going to be battling each other because we can't go anywhere if we got one foot on the brake, one on the gas. So if SEMA can say, look, give us your parts, give us your high performance parts. We'll do our our magic certification. We'll make sure that we get you all the paperwork ready and we will send it to the EPA. The EPA says, boom, 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 great. And we won't have the headaches and we won't have all this stuff going on. So EP, so SEMA really does want to be the friend of of everybody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We we definitely want to kind of reach across the table to, you know, the EPA and CARB as well as the SEMA members and, yes. and be that bridge between the two. Yeah, well said. To be a member of SEMA, you there's there's two different versions of membership. There's the corporate and there's the average Joe. Yeah, there's a the SEMA business uh, membership, which is which is more about the manufacturers and the folks who make the parts that the end consumer buys, and then there's also the SEMA individual membership, which was just rolled out recently, which um, is basically the individuals or the the enthusiasts, the end consumer, who can also become a member mm-hmm. of SEMA, and what that allows us to do is is use your voice uh, to be able to help uh, influence le- the legislation and make sure that we that we protect our industry and protect our hobby for the long term. Yeah, and there's also, if you're an individual uh, member, right, it's it's $40 or something that's, like that? Yeah, that's right. Okay, yep. and that gives you a cash bar on Fridays here. No, just <laughs> kidding. Uh, but that would be new. <laughs> let's, let's talk more about that, John. At all Lions games on Sunday, this is a big screen TV after a while. Yeah, yeah what a way to get them in. Free beer, friends. Anyways, but as an individual... And we get a lot of questions about this. An individual membership, you can't bring in your 69 Chevelle and use the dyno and stuff. Yeah, unfortunately not. That We're reserving, we're really reserving that for our SEMA business mem- members. Um, but we will be doing uh, 
enthusiast facing events we yes. will be doing some of that stuff in in the facility we will have open houses and things where where we will invite the general public and the and the enthusiasts to come into the facility if i have a 40 dollars membership and and someone's doing a discussion upstairs a guest speaker comes in is that for the for the average joe membership or is that or depending on how I, that goes yeah i was going to say depending on the situation john it could be yeah. okay but talking on the situation, evidently the the SEMA big show in Vegas, which I believe is coming up, or um, it is, yeah, yeah, it's coming up, and that's right before the SEMA show in Detroit. Oh, <laughs> that's not going to be here just yet. No, no, we're not. But we're just we'll, kidding. We'll but keep boy, working on that, John. I'm telling you, we did that last time because we we so wouldn't it be so fun if we could just have one in the Midwest? Gee, that sounds like a great idea. Wink, you know. Anyways, the SEMA the SEMA uh, show in Vegas is huge. It's always been huge, and it's always been something to go to. And so now that's coming up. When? Yeah, November first through the fourth is the SEMA show this year. So um, I'm actually going to get there a day early so I can spend uh, Halloween in Vegas, which is always fun. <laughs> so John, get your costume and uh, and come on out. We'll uh, we'll say- hang out. <laughs> I was going to say, what do you dress up when you're in Vegas? How do you dress up as Elvis? Well, I, it's a surprise, John. <laughs> dress up as, as okay. I, I'm just thinking of all the people you could dress up as. You know, Chris Holbrook. I mean, who do you dress up as? Yeah, I, I, I was thinking, uh, I was thinking of going as Elon Musk. Before, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! This oh, is, the possibilities! Oh, what we're going to do is we're going to take you to the first bank we see and say, "Mr. Musk would like to make a withdrawal, please." You know, how dare you insult him by making out a slip? That's right. Just re- give him the cash. I'm representing the boring company. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we got to get back to the tunnel. So if you could give the man his couple of million bucks, we'll be on our way. That's right. That's amazing. It, it this year they had the SEMA show, and they haven't for. Because of COVID, right? I mean, there was like a little timeout, obviously, for everything. So last year was our first year back for the show um, after COVID. And uh, all things considered, with COVID still around and and pretty prevalent last year this time, you know, I I thought we had a great show last year, all Mm -hmm. things considered. Um, It was great to get back together with a lot of folks that we hadn't seen for a while. Mm -hmm. It was great to see a lot of the builds come together. Um, I got to help with the Battle of the Builders out in (laughs) – there which was really cool to see so um but this year is going to be i mean even better i was looking at the numbers earlier and we're about 25 percent up on our numbers from last year already really uh yeah and so we're looking at 1800 exhibitors that have that have come in this year 1800 yeah we're looking at over a million square feet of of show space that we're going to be taking up so it's it's going to be a great show this year. It's going to be a strong show, and I'm excited to see hopefully a lot of the folks uh, who are listening wow. to this, and you as well, John. Oh, good. We'll in go your in your Halloween plane. costume. <laughs> yeah, Elvis and Elon Musk walk into a bar. <laughs> I, well, I think we've settled that. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll the, see you at the Westgate Bar. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be right by your jet. You know, After this, we'll go to Romania and we'll go to Budapest and say hi to all your fans. Uh, matter of fact, we were just talking off mic before about this, but there is a last one that we did is that somehow, some way, Ben resonated with half of the world. You know, and, and his numbers in Budapest and Romania and in the UK and all that stuff around the world and stuff just were off the charts. 
you know, and so for ladies that are in Romania and Budapest and in <laughs> Scotland right now, there will be a, a tour of Ben. He'll be doing the tour 2023, you know, <laughs> going to your city anyway. So yeah, in my Elon Musk costume. <laughs> <laughs> you could get away with that. Honest to God. I mean, how many people actually seen the guy up close? <laughs> no, not really. That's true. Just, just That's keep walking. Anyways, yeah. if you're walking, the difference between, and we had this question before, the difference between the uh, the SEMA show in Vegas and PRI. Yeah, so the SEMA show is really for the more of the on-road market. Um, that's primarily the focus of, of the SEMA show is is on-road performance and, and things that are, and again, with the emissions compliance program, we're looking for things to go on-road, right? Right. Whereas the, the PRI show in Indianapolis um, in December is really more focused on the, the off-road uh, serious racing performance market. Yeah, so when we mean off-road, we don't necessarily mean going in the desert and jumping all around. We mean... For those not going on I-75. Exactly. Yeah, it could be dirt dirt track racing. It could be IndyCar. It could be Formula One. That's the that's the Formula sort of One stuff is there because I remember trying to see that. Yeah, there uh, there are definitely a lot of products that especially start out in Formula One and maybe flow down to some other racing series or yeah, I mean there um, for sure there are a lot of the suppliers that work in Formula One there that bring a lot of the Formula One products for folks to see and. And it's yeah, it's a really cool show. I, it's the PRI show outside of the SEMA show is one of my favorite shows of the year. I was going to say the the difference between the two shows, you know, and just say because is there an overlap? I mean, are there people that go that are as an exhibitor at yeah, SEMA? absolutely, absolutely, yeah. There's there actually is quite a lot of overlap, um, especially in the for the machinery aspect of the the show and mm -hmm. a lot of the the equipment. Um, there is a lot of I mean. People that I run into in Vegas, I end up running into a PRI. So, and soon Detroit. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just pulling you. I'm sure the people in California right now are going, "What? <laughs> when is this happening?" <laughs> you know, maybe we get like a she shed, and it's like, "There, here you go." Here's yeah. Detroit. Yeah, anyway, I hear my phone buzzing in my <laughs> office. <laughs> yeah, I feel the ejector seat starting <laughs> to happen. Anyways, when we do this stuff over at PRI. You know, I mean, especially for the, the folks who in our area are drag racing. The reason not everybody can go, right? I mean, at to PRI because it's it used to be, I think, open to the public, if I'm not mistaken. And now you have to have some kind of. There was there was, um, and I would have to get into the details and study it more. But there was some uh, uh, business relevancy from from years past, but the. You know, the focus on the SEMA show and the PRI show really is the business-to-business -business aspect of the of the industry, right? So yeah. it's it's more business-to-business -business than it is business-to-end consumer. Yeah, because it's, it's almost like a um, – it's not like – people are trying to be – it was almost like a Comic-Con, you know, mm -hmm. but for high-performance parts and you go and you see the latest and the greatest and all that stuff. And that, that was a thrill. I mean, it really was. But PRI, I mean, last year was our first year that we went. And before we went, it was like, you're going to PRI? Yeah. Oh, you're going to love it. Why? You're going to love it. Why? Now we see why. I mean, we knocked down two pairs of Nike, you know, in the three days that we were there. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know? And, but we should also say, who owns PRI? So PRI is under the SEMA umbrella, actually. So that works you, out? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah well, well placed, John. Yeah, so well done. Yeah, so so SEMA, obviously the SEMA show and the PRI show roll up under the SEMA umbrella. So we have it, we kind of have it covered from one end to the other, meaning on road, you know, um, performance as well as the off road and the racing and the industry as well. It's amazing how vendors can sign up for it, and it's not like big deal. You just type on a computer or something, but there's such a wide array of stuff. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I always uh, I try to plan my route a little bit so I can hopefully <laughs> hopefully keep it to one pair of Nikes, especially with the price of Nikes right now. But uh, <laughs> if you I, can get them, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I usually I usually try to map mine out, and it's amazing. You just type in whatever part you're looking for. You look for fuel pumps, and there's 15, 15 companies that come up, and you're like, wow, they're they're all over the place. And so you type in spark plugs, and there's 10 companies that come up. So it is amazing, and it's amazing the breadth of the industry. It's amazing how strong the industry is for all the different aspects of it. And you can find whatever you want from, uh, you know, whether it's a, an ABS unit for a race car to, to tires to different camshafts to valve train components to – Diesel fuel injectors that uh, Everything. once came out of a locomotive that re- <laughs> repurposed to truck pulling. So, Yeah, really, if somebody could only put a Cummings in a station wagon, that'd be cool. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it? <laughs> there is the SEMA cars. I mean, there's always some kind of stuff at the SEMA show in Vegas. There's always some kind of big deal car, some kind of revealing, or revealing, I should say. I know there's one that may be around here somewhere. Now, there's going to be uh, other cars, too, this year, isn't there? Or is, is that kind of going by the wayside? No, I mean, so we, we'll, the Battle of the Builders competition is always really fun, a competition, you know, to, to see a lot of the cool cars that people have built over the, over the past year or years, more like. Yeah. More like. So that's a really neat way to see it. Um, but there's a lot of innovation this year. Um, one of the new aspects of the show, which is really cool, is called SEMA Electrified, which is um, the – the portion of the show that's really focused on electric vehicles and that's going to be a lot of fun to see a lot of the the electric vehicles both that are electric vehicles that have been customized and ice vehicles that have been turned into electric yes, vehicles because so. that that now is coming up like crazy because now as you well know chevrolet or gm has their version of electric crate motor and mm-hmm. allegedly chrysler or, or whoever you are nowadays you know, mm-hmm. it was so much easier before when they were just Chrysler. Just stop, you know. I mean, that was the easier thing. However, there is there was an El Camino that we saw at last year's PRI, mm-hmm. and that was just getting their toe into it. Where now, if you have like an old El Camino or whatever, uh, General Motors will be more than happy to sell you an electric motor to fit inside of it. Don't worry about putting in another 350 if that's not where you're going to. So now SEMA is really looking into doing a lot of electrified stuff because it's coming. Oh, it's here. I shan't say it's coming. Yeah, so we've we've really tried to look forward, and we've actually hired a director of vehicle technology who's focused a lot on the electrification of vehicles and, and how do we approach that from the aftermarket, both from the aspect which is of of taking an ICE vehicle and converting it to an electric vehicle and also doing what we always do in the industry, and that's hot-riding the vehicle that we have, <laughs> right? So those yeah. are the two aspects that, that we're really focusing on, and SEMA Electrified is going to address that, um, and it's going to be a cool part of the show for sure. Um, I'm excited about it, and I, I'm excited about to see what people are doing with those. Like you said, with the yes. with the GM electric crate motor, and I know Ford has an illuminator, and I, there's rumored from Dodge that uh, oh yeah is uh you know what they're gonna do, and uh, 
and I guess Stellantis. So anyway, it's going to be kind of neat to see. It, it's um, there's just so much in the industry that's exciting right now. I mean, not just the the you know the traditional let's burn fuel in a big block, you know, but the the new technologies from the electrified side for sure are really really cool, and it opens up a lot of opportunity in the industry to do some different things that maybe people hadn't done in the past. So what are they going to do here for electrified? I mean, here at Garage Detroit. Yeah, so we've we're actually set up. We can test electric vehicles here, and we're looking into a lot of that as to how we actually do. Uh, range certification for electric vehicles. So we're looking into doing some testing there on our emissions dyno actually with range. Um, basically, you kind of measure power into the battery and then you measure power out of the battery and you and you estimate a, an estimated range. And that's really how you kind of certify those vehicles um, rather than actually doing a tailpipe emissions test. In this case, we'd be doing more of the range calculations. I mean, when you do that, does is the EPA and the government know that you do this? I mean, are they knocking on your doors saying, can we see some of your numbers, or do you tell them? Because the whole thing goes on, it's say Ford, just say, comes in with an electric car that we haven't seen, it'll be on the road in 2025. And they come to you and say, can you run some numbers? We're kind of busy at Ford doing Ford things. You know, we're seeing Brian Wolf and, and with the Godzilla motor. Can you do this electronic deal for a moment? When they come, when that car comes to you, is there like a set protocol of things for you to do, or do they just say, "Here, we want you to do A, B, and C, and let us know how things go"? There, I guess it depends on on, on the testing regimen that they want to do. There's development testing, which could be you know right, different yeah. things, right? Trying different things. Maybe it's trying different tires. Maybe it's trying different. Uh, oh, that's Different right. cooling on the vehicle. It could be so. There could be a lot of development testing that we could do to actually say what what gets the best range right, right. Um, or there is also the certification process which you you alluded to which is basically how far can the how far can the vehicle drive on a given charge and that's something that we would like you mentioned certify and we would present the paperwork to carbon EPA and we would say okay that's uh, that's how far the vehicle can drive on a charge and so that would actually be the the paperwork needed to to give that range for the vehicle. Wow. It's amazing. Talk about also amazing. I know in the few a couple of minutes that we have left, we know that there's going to be for the membership and stuff like that coming in here soon. Is there going to be any new, I mean, is there speakers coming in? Is there something that we should be looking for at the Seymour Garage Detroit Facebook page? I mean, what's coming? What's new? <laughs> for those who are camping outside, here's the inside skinny. <laughs> So, so one of the things that we're going to be excited to do is to get our actually tailpipe, tailpipe emissions test program and compliance program up and running here in Detroit. How so, long is that going to take? So we're anticipating that's going to be in January of 2023 is when we're going to be able wow. to start that program up. So we have the Dyno Commission now. We're working on commissioning the emissions benches and all the measurement equipment that we need to be able to do that. So that's not a short process. And then it has to be blessed by CARB and the EPA because um, – to be able to accept and, and recognize the results from this emissions lab. So that's a, a little bit of a process that we need to go through yet. So that's going to be one thing to look forward to at the SEMA Garage Detroit. Um, another thing is our, uh, our 3D scanning and vehicle measurement Ooh. programs. So that's, that's, a, that's a really cool program. Um, not only do we get CAD data directly from the OEMs, the nominal CAD data from the OEMs for our membership to design from, which is one aspect of it, but the, vehicle, the CAD data that we don't or can't get from the OEMs, we can actually go out and get the vehicle and scan it here. 
and we have a scanner that's uh, it's really quick. We can scan a, a vehicle in about half a day, uh, an entire vehicle. Um, we can do suspension pickup points. We can scan the interior, the exterior. We can scan tires. We can scan, and it's and it's accurate down to about 25 microns, which is uh, it's an unbelievable scale that you can actually measure things to just just with this scanner and be able to 3 3d print absolutely yeah another another aspect of it for sure is is 3d printing and rapid prototyping for for customers so we um we stratasys has actually provided that 3d printer for us so we've been fortunate with that and we can go in and we can actually print parts in diamond bar and have them shipped anywhere in the country from detroit or they can ship they can print parts on our printer as they're linked uh, on the network, wow. so we can actually print parts where it makes sense and get those out and get them in done in short order for our, our customers to use. So if you're, and we used this uh, guy last time, if you're Bob's headers, if you're Bob and you're thinking about making oh, Bob's headers, back. yep, Bob's back. Bob said it doing well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if if you're Bob's headers and you don't know how to go through this crazy paperwork because it's just not about Bending some tubes, putting it on the side of a fine uh, Plymouth 34D, you know, and go. There is a whole lot more stuff. SEMA is going to be your friend to help you cut through all that stuff because, man, I wish there was somebody that was holding our hand going up, you know. And so that's why you want to get a membership here. And we're not here to hawk memberships or anything, but everything that we see here, it's because memberships, they start at $50,000 and go up. Uh, you give me the check, and I will make sure you get right up on top make, of the membership paper. Make, make the check up out to cash, <laughs> please, John. Yeah, that's my Vegas fund. Anyways, no, I mean, it's it's relatively inexpensive. Yeah, so for a SEMA membership, you'd be looking somewhere between $100 and $1,000 is, is what you'd be looking at a year, um, which is, is really good value, and, and we hope – I still think that SEMA Garage is still one of the best kept secrets, and uh, not I anymore. Through, I hope through programs like yours that we can get the word out and have more and more of our SEMA members use the SEMA Garage. Is there going to be? Uh, I know that we were talking about it before, and, and we, you know, you're just getting up and running right now. But is there going to be uh, where folks, just normal humans, can come on a Saturday? Normal humans, normal humans don't drag race, anyways. Uh, it's where they can get a tour of this place. There, again, we're going to try Soon. to do some open houses. We're going to try to do some community-facing things where, yeah, if you're interested and you want to come see the technology, you want to come see yes, why should I why do. should I buy a component from a SEMA manufacturer versus some other manufacturers, for example? Why 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 maybe should I pay the extra money for those products? And it's I think it really lies in the development and the completeness of the development. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, there's yeah. <laughs> we will stop that right now. Anyways, Ben, thanks an awful lot for being Sean, with us here a at pleasure. your place. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, thanks. So uh, if the if you want to get more information about what's going on at the SEMA Garage Detroit, they can go to, there's a Facebook page or uh, a website? Yep, so semagarage.com is where I would send them to go, and they can get more information on, uh, if they're looking for contact information that's on yep. there or more of the services and menu of services that, that we have in the garage, that information would all be there. And they can also sign up for memberships, individual and whatnot. Okay, and, and the big money people. Come on, big money people. Damn it. Hurry. I got to get to Vegas. Oh, again, for the manager general, and that's what he is, damn it. Don't you dare call him the general manager here because <laughs> we don't want to. Ben Kaminsky, this is John Sarver for CKWI Radio 76. Thank you so very much for being with us at the SEMA Garage Detroit Performance 
Report. How'd you like that? Got everybody in. It's amazing how we did. <laughs> Got it. How we did. <laughs> Job well done.